Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, where we list off every single person who has seen Spider-Man 2, one empty seat minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Gary Roby from Harry Potter Minute. I'm Brian Green from Scott Pilgrim Minute. Welcome back, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, today we're talking about Minute 57, which starts... With uh, MJ pointing out uh, another yet another way uh, <laughs> why John is better <laughs> than Peter, um, and ends with uh, Harry being pissed off by Peter. Yeah. Yay! More awkwardness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pissed off and drunk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad combination. So, so first no of all. This uh, this bit where she where MJ is listing off all of the people who have come to see the play. John has seen it five mm-hmm. times. Harry's seen it three times. Uh, Aunt May saw it. Her sick mother got out of a bed and saw it. Even her dad. He came backstage to borrow money. Uh, it's uh, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a different it's a different guy because that was her stepdad in the first movie. Um, oh. Yes, we actually haven't met her oh. her dad, which I, which I guess brings up an interesting point, which was that uh, in one of the drafts of Spider-Man 4 that wasn't made, uh, one of those drafts, we were going to meet her father, the big reveal being that her father was the Vulture, which of course oh. was a reveal that got reused yeah. in a recent uh, Spider-Man film. <laughs> <laughs> you know it happens uh, yeah so uh so yeah i i think it's interesting that we get sort of uh a little a little shout out to him um and i think it's if i'm not mistaken i think it's something that they were toying with doing for a while uh the idea of a villain turning out to be mj's father uh because mm-hmm. i mean obviously we know in a later draft uh the vulture was going to have a daughter that was going to be uh felicia who's going to be like the vultress um which was like a, a a later draft but in the initial draft it was mj uh whose father was going to be the vulture and i believe before that we'll do our our research next season but if i'm not mistaken uh, the Sandman was originally going to be MJ's father, and then they they Whoa. cut that because it was just way too many threads, um, <laughs> for a movie that already had too many threads. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so it was something that they'd been toying with for a while, and I think that's why they were laying down 
laying down this pipe here uh, to just be like, see, we were already we were talking about him back then. And we were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what was going on there. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't stick out as like a foreshadowing moment, but it would be, it'd be like a nice thing to look back on and be like, oh, look, she's mentioning him and he's a criminal or at least not a good dude. Um, so it's uh, it's good. Uh, MJ's sick mother. How sick? Like. Just like the flu or cold or I don't know the way the way she says it, it makes it sound like she's like, <laughs> like, like bedridden, pretty right? regularly bedridden. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds terminal. Yeah. 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 Uh, and this is like the only time we've ever we ever hear about it. It's weird. Yeah. I don't really understand what the deal with that is. <laughs> uh, it feels like it comes out of nowhere. It sounds like the room. <laughs> the. <laughs> oh, the, Yeah woman's yeah. the woman's mother on the room i definitely have breast cancer and you never hear about it again <laughs> we don't pick up that thread ever again ever <laughs> yeah yeah uh so i i don't know i i think that she she certainly has a point i mean it goes it really goes to what we were talking about in yesterday's minute that's her whole argument is not that she necessarily like she obviously wants to be with Peter. She obviously has feelings for Peter, but really I think what she's frustrated with is the fact that she has feelings for Peter, despite the fact that he's obviously like it, it, it seems like she, he doesn't care about her. And so yeah. he's, she's, she's saying like, why do I keep showing up for you emotionally when you never show up for me? You can't even go see my play. And, and not for nothing, but, like, it can be hard for people to actually uh, make it to plays. But it's not just about making it to the play. It's the fact that he specifically told her that he was going to be there on that particular night and that he was going to make a big deal about it. And yeah. she was yeah. expecting mm-hmm. him. Because, um, I mean, like, I mean, you guys know we've all been involved with theater before. We know how it some some people just don't have the flexibility in their schedule to make it to a show. That's fine. It's being promised you were going to be there and getting excited about it and then mm-hmm. being let down. That's what really hurts. Mm. See, that's why hurts. that's why my move is you never tell the person you're going to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> never. You just show up and then you wait and you're there and you surprise them. Yes. And then no, and then two things happens. Number mm-hmm. one, you didn't promise something that you might not deliver on. Right. right. And and number two, they're not nervous about you being in the audience the whole time yes. they're in the play. You just are there after the play, and they're like, "Oh my god, you were here!" And then mm-hmm. it's like a big surprise, and everybody's happy, and it's great. It's a win-win. You it's don't totally tell them win. that you're going. You just go. Yeah. 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 yeah but MJ's on a, in a Broadway show, and he doesn't have that kind of money. Well, it's an off-Broadway show. I mean, is it off-Broadway? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. He, okay, and he, and he made he made a point of saying that he had already purchased a ticket. And I, I again, I don't know how we got the money or how much it cost. Did we see like yeah. a, like a shot? Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was like thirty five dollars. I think. Oh, okay, so okay, uh, okay. It's not insane, insane. It's still I a assu- lot for. <laughs> I was assuming she comped him. It got a got him a comp ticket. Right, right. Well, I mean, that would be the ideal, but because he, like, surprised her in the backyard with the, like, I'm coming tomorrow night thing. No, oh, I really got planned it and physically had a ticket already. Um, mm, okay. And she couldn't have comped him. I, I assume she comped Aunt May. Like, I, 
I kind of, <laughs> I kind of adore the image of like Aunt May making plans to go see MJ's show and like, like working out ahead of time with MJ, like tickets, probably comps or whatever, and not involving Peter whatsoever. Because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's important she. It's important to support that Watson girl, you know, even if Peter's an absolute flake all the time. Like she's gonna Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna yeah. be adult friends with MJ. I love it. I love it so much. Uh I love that MJ calls Peter her best friend. Which I huh. feel like that's really that's really strong language yeah. considering <laughs> the, their relationship. Is uh not particular not that strong. I mean is this their lip service at um, honoring, to a certain degree, the end of the film that we've been walking back from last time, which is, I will always be there for you as a friend, as your mm-hmm. friend. Um, like, so... Um, no, I think they, that... I think it has more to do with the fact that... Uh, I mean, who... If not him, who? Who is her best friend? <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, it's you're not, right. It's not sad. like they grew up next door to each other. So, like, they've probably like, known each other. I mean, they've known each other forever. Yeah. yeah. But I don't feel like, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like they have a lot of, they don't seem to have a lot of positive interaction to still be calling each other best friends. No, but I can no, see but, the idea but, of the one person be, she knows that knows her from when she was the high school kid who wanted to be an actress and sure. believed in her. Like that, mm-hmm. that like tracks is like my best friend. Quote but I, I am a firm believer that uh, the concept of best friend is entirely a one way street it, <laughs> in so much as like in, in so much as like, like Zach could be my best friend, mm-hmm. right? He mm-hmm. could be my best friend. That doesn't mean that I'm his best friend, but of all my <laughs> friends, but of all my friends, Zach is my best friend, right? right. Okay. That, yeah, it's a so qualifier it can, about your set of friends. Exactly. A, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not a, I think people get confused as far as um, best friend and then like BFF, mm-hmm. like BFFs, which is more of a two-way thing. Yeah. You have to buy the locket if it's a two-way right. thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think it's, I, I think that this is more of a one-way statement as to like, you're you're my best friend. Like you've always been my best friend, and then you won't even show up to my stuff. Like, are you even my best friend? And, and I yeah. think that's a real that's a real like existential crisis that you can go through. Yeah. When you think someone is your best friend, and then you're like, oh, but maybe you're not. Maybe, maybe I'm not even that important to you. Like, right? Yeah. Your actions are doing this, and you're saying right. X. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. like I mean, it's I guess it is fun to be like. Is he her best friend? But that's mm-hmm. like a really genuine, like vulnerable thing that she says there. And yeah, yeah. and I like I like that. I mean, for the beginning of this minute, we continue with the shot reverse shot that we established yesterday. Just these like sort of cold um, singles with a shoulder in it. Uh, but mm-hmm. for this moment, where she's makes the quote unquote joke about her father, that's not really a joke, and then says the best friend thing. That's when we cut in close. When she's being yeah. genuinely vulnerable. And I like that we uh, stay with her and show the transition from the dad anecdote to asking why Peter hurt her. I mean, calling him her best friend, but basically she's asking why Peter hurt her. We don't show Peter's coverage or his reaction to the dad joke that's not really a joke because that's not what's important. What's important is watching her go from the previous examples of people supporting me to my best friend. And it really... 
I don't know. It really does a number on me every time I watch this minute. Like I said yesterday, like mm-hmm. she just, she, I feel for her so much. It's yeah. really, it's really just sort of MJ, you know, having this existential crisis and really like figuring this out out loud mm-hmm. and just being like, mm-hmm. why do I put so much effort into you when you put absolutely no effort into me? Yeah. Like they, it's, it's, it's her just sort of, it feels like it's her thinking out loud. Like, why do I consider you my best friend when all of these people have seen my play and you haven't? Yeah. That yeah. doesn't actually make any sense. And I and I think we are we are bumping up against the fact that like yeah, what why do you consider him your best friend? But she, I think she's also doing that out yes. loud right yes. now. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's like she she's... sort of took it for granted and yeah. now she's like, "What? What? I I've, I've been crazy this whole time. You're not my best friend." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's it's doubly vulnerable because if all the evidence shows he's not really a good friend to her, why does she care so much about what he thinks? Well, it's because she cares about him, you know, the lovey-dovey way to a degree. And she can't right. right now. Like, it's it's like her naming and then trying to exercise the crush in, like, mm-hmm. one moment. It's like, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel really bad for her. Because cause, uh, cause to, from her perspective, like, this is a very toxic relationship because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's poisoning her relationship with John because, you know, she's not taking it as seriously as she should be. Right. Because she's being hung up on these feelings for Peter, who is not reciprocating in any way or reciprocating in weird ways where he's, like, reciting poetry but then, yeah. like, doesn't want to be with her. And it's like, okay, what 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 even is this? What are you yeah. even doing? You, like you, you don't kiss you me don't in want... a graveyard and then leave like what? Yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I that, mean that's, like, my, this... that's my favorite early two thousands emo song. <laughs> <laughs> kiss me in a graveyard. Um, I think that's on the Daredevil soundtrack. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's an Evanescence song, I think. Right. right. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah no I I just I really like that you know mj is sort of voicing many of our frustrations with peter's arc mm-hmm. because what he's doing doesn't make any logical sense no no and she's talking about how much it doesn't make any sense she's like you care about me so much you don't even show up to my play now granted we know that he has good reasons for these things like he's mm-hmm. he's spider-man like he's got more important things to do i mean that's that seems terrible but like it's like well either i go to your play or people die right uh so you know (laughs) priorities um and and so like i you know we understand where he's coming from but you know from mj's perspective he just looks like a crazy person who's emotionally manipulating her at every turn yeah yeah plus if he did legitimately have a reason that's more important than actually being there to withhold that is really messed up like it's it's almost like psychological warfare like like an argument you're having with somebody and they just stop talking and they won't Mm -hmm. give you anything and and you just feel like you're going crazy like that's what this is for her Mm -hmm. why should she have to put herself through that anymore if he he won't even give her if you he won't even give her the reason he's putting her down lower on the priority list let right. alone the insult of being low on the priority list. 
It, so, it's yeah. like it's it's almost like he's low key gaslighting her. Yeah, yeah. Like like he's not. It's not on like the on on like the level of him calling her crazy. No, no. But he's making her feel crazy because yeah. he's not coming clean or having any sort of excuse that makes any sort of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like the like least he... you could do, dude, is get a job where he has to. <laughs> you know, be places for emergencies right. so that he could at least use that as his excuse. <laughs> right now, the best excuses he's got are like, I oh, had to go take pictures. <laughs> didn't he, didn't he tell her though, that he got into an accident with his bike or his, uh, his scooter thing? Yeah. He, he started and then didn't finish the excuse. Like he okay. said, and my scooter, uh, I just kind of like, I'm just like, show her the wrecked scooter. You see yeah, him you dragging could have it said later. That. Yeah, like, if you, even if you're gonna lie, lie better than this, Peter. You're just standing there. <laughs> I didn't realize until this week how much time he spends just standing there, having nothing in his defense to say. Because what he's doing is defenseless yeah. from where she is. Um, I just, it's okay. It's not quite like getting stood up, but it's almost like getting stood up. Like, um. Like, if you made plans with somebody and you got real excited and then, like, you showed up at the thing and they never showed, and then the next day in class or whatever, they act like everything's fine, which did happen to me in high school. So, like, that's not fun for anybody, and it's, like, doubly cruel. Like, just reject me outright. Don't keep pretending like it's all cool. It's not all cool, Peter. It's not cool. (laughs) Peter had a, has a different name in that story. Um, yeah, I mean, and then, I, I mean, she hits him with the, you know, can't make an eight o'clock curtain bit. And then, I mean, that's that's the whole, like, beat she's been aiming towards before she really, like, digs it in with the empty seat comment. Yeah. And he, oh, like, I love that. Oh, it's good. That, he, like, looks down involuntarily, almost involuntarily after the eight o'clock curtain bit. It's, like, the first time he, like, makes a gesture in this whole exchange and it's because like it's really hard to hold eye contact when you feel guilty and she's so right at that moment that it like hits him i don't know it's like it's just a good moment there's also this thing where when she's really laying into him with the list of all the people that are going Mm -hmm. and you you kind of cut to him He's doing this thing where where he he's almost it almost looks like he's off balance like he's like kind of like wobbling around mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> like 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 he's almost getting woozy from how bad of a person he is yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> the hits keep coming yeah he's just yeah getting real it's just it's it's some really uh it, it's it's some really I the acting in this is really good it yeah. it yeah. And honestly, um, you know, one of the weaker points of the first movie, I think that we brought up a lot was, mm-hmm. was, uh, the scenes between Peter and MJ, the sort of romance scenes between Peter yeah. and MJ in the, in the first film. The ones and that how, aren't like, the backyard one, everyone after the backyard one is right. Right. Happens. Yeah, yeah. Right. Where it was just, it, they were like, they're just a little awkward, a little stilted, mm-hmm. um, not, not great scenes. Uh, yeah. they're, they're earnest and they're, they're perform well enough, but they're not, they're not great scenes. Uh, this, this is like legitimately a great scene, I think. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. and I love the, the setup of the, um, the empty seat because it's just so indicative of what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And it is very specific 
so that you can call it back later when he gets to say, I'm not an empty seat anymore. Mm. I just, I like, like there's just something so, I don't know. Like it just, it, that, it's that is just really, yeah. It's yeah. just really good screenwriting to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Was she rehearsing the speech? Did she feel this coming? <laughs> no, she's taking improv classes. It's fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has to, in order to be competitive in the New York market. Um, right. Yeah. Like, uh, the thing that keeps me from feeling like she's been like holding on to these exact words for a while, as well written as they are, is that she was so casual yesterday's minute before he busted in on her. You know, like the the shot yesterday where she was looking in one direction, he comes up behind her. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of serene in a way. So that like, I think once she talks out loud him being a bad friend and realizes she only cares because of like a crush that's not like helpful for her anymore and Mm -hmm. identifies the problem then she's ready to just cut it just like and and that's why the right words come to her there and it's they're they're really good i also like too that when she says them she just physically leaves like you can't there's no more conversation to be had after the empty yeah it's ah i love i love a good exit from a scene (laughs) it's it's so good it's very satisfying yeah 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 and poor Peter, all he wants in this moment is to have a drink. But right. here's the yeah. thing. <laughs> but, but but here's the thing: we can't have Spider-Man actually drink. So nope. mm-hmm. empty. So empty glass. It's an empty empty glass, and it's uh, the end of our the wrap up of our rule of comedic threes. Yes, the um, the hors d'oeuvres trilogy. That is yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's I so good because he has yeah. this. He has this look on his face just like, yeah, like it, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, like the George, George McFly, like, uh, <laughs> give me a milk, chocolate. Chug, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's kind it. of got that vibe to it. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then he goes to down it and it's just empty and that's just... sa- sad. And also someone else was drinking out of that glass uh, yeah. and he just put his yeah. lips all over it. In New uh, I want there to be a too. cigarette butt in that glass. <laughs> <laughs> It just dribbles out with like a couple drops of liquid. Ugh, gross. Oh, <laughs> um, gross. I like too that we just kind of like let it play out in this wide shot. Like it, it's not, there's no movement or whatever. It's just like we don't leave the frame. I mean, we do like when she leaves, when we get out of our coverage of them like being in those close-up shots, when she makes the crack about uh, empty seat and leaves his frame shifts over and then we're able to like go 180 degrees on the other side for this new thing. But when we're in this new coverage, it's just like a set shot and we watch Peter have his whole grabbing look, you know, triumph, defeat, drop it. And then the umbrella and then just like, you know, total defeat after that. We just sit in it. It's like a little play that happens in front of us. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, Which makes it slightly more jarring when we like cut back into the jazz shenanigans which yeah. which uh all well not the not 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 those jazz and shenanigans <laughs> different different uh lo, much much more low-key jazz shenanigans yeah um, yeah <laughs> uh but i uh, th- this actually brings me to um something that i don't know that i've really brought up before but it mm-hmm. is one of the things that i think bothers me the most about these Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Oh, it's like the oh. one element that I was like, if I could change anything, this is what I would change. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. I don't think he's good. I don't think Sam is good at transitions. Mm. Mm. Because all of his transitions are like 
TV transitions <laughs> where you're just trying to finish, you know, like right. yeah. I, we just got to get done. So just shoot coverage of, of an exterior of a building, shoot mm-hmm. coverage of the band playing. And we'll just, we'll just splice that in there. And it just makes it look very uncinematic in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. When uh, it's, it's doubly weird because there's like two or three transitions in this movie that really stand out as good. Um, right. Which we'll get to eventually. But so when we have these like super awkward connective tissue moments, like right. the weird watery transition. Or right. Like this. <laughs> I was about um, to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, that 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 shimmer wipe or whatever that it was mm. is literally mm. one of the that that is the worst thing to ever happen to a Spider-Man movie, period. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's real we, bad. we ranted about that when it happened. But uh, just just on a on a nuts and bolts perspective like Mm -hmm. outside of editing transitions right this is a transition that you have to like actually plan and shoot yeah and they were like yeah no let's get coverage of the band let's get this guy with the hair drapes the hair Mm -hmm. curtains or whatever smiling at his saxophone player i i'm convinced these two are in love and no one can can tell me (laughs) different um there is a love story between these two. Uh, yeah. Possibly, possibly unrequited. I possibly. don't know. Yeah, it was um, not for But me in any say. event, I, I, <laughs> I hate this. I hate that we're cutting to these jazz, like these jazz musicians, this band playing at this gala. Like this doesn't matter. Like this doesn't it's have anything like... to do with anything. It doesn't set anything up. It doesn't mm-hmm. establish anything. All it does is, you know, break us between... The outside argument and the inside argument. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and the problem is that, like, I look at this and after we get this transition with these jazz players, you cut to him and he's staring forward. I'm just like, if you just planned your transition better, mm-hmm. you could have done a matching shot where someone walked past him outside and it transitioned us to him inside, Being inside. at there the exact go. same angle. Yeah. And it would have been a, a, an awesome transition. But instead... Here's- we get it's this generic garbage. Generic transition. garbage. Here's what I think about a possible justification for the generic garbage. Because this this transition stuck out to me as so awkward that I tried yeah. to do some extra research and see is there something about this jazz setup that was important enough that they had to include it. And wh- what I've come up with at least is that this uh, hair curtains guy, uh, the piano player, <laughs> uh, this is. Peter, uh, I hope I pronounced his last name correctly. Somebody Parker? Go. No, Peter <laughs> Cincotti, I think his name is. C-I-N-C-O-T-T-I. Maybe it's Cincotti or Cincotti. I think it's I think it's Italian. At any rate, Peter, uh, Peter C over here, is a, a very accomplished jazz musician. And he's performed at the White House, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. He's been on several movie soundtracks and albums. He's like a He's like a pretty, pretty big guy in the jazz scene. I, mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know how that type of fame registers on like a like movie actor fame. But he's he's known for, you know, being the jazz guy that you get to play big events. So I almost wonder if this was supposed to read as like a cameo for him. Like, you know, he's playing himself and this shot points out that like, hey, man, you know, this this gala that they're throwing for Jameson's pretty good because they got that uh, Peter C. guy. He's the one that performs at the White House and whatnot. And they had like set time aside in the day to get shots of him 
and then had to include it or something. I don't it's know. So Dude, weird. I mean, I mean, number number one, there's no way Sam directed that. No, uh, no that transition. That second unit. Number yeah. number two, no one knows who this guy is. I mean, yeah. you you described all of those things, and I've I've never ever heard of him. <laughs> uh, and so, as a cameo, it doesn't matter. And right. And look, if they're if they are going to cut out all of the stormtrooper cameos in the Last Jedi, they're not going <laughs> to leave this guy in. If his cameo doesn't matter, right? Right? Um, right? I, we I, just so, don't have the proper connective tissue narratively for a for mm. a for a what do you call it? A good transition here. So this is a Band-Aid covering up the bad transition. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, you know, way. yeah. It's just so, so weird. Especially because <laughs> I wish it had just been. I wish it had just been like a like a musical note shaped iris transition. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> just, just really lean into the terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Uh, um, I don't know, but but that's. That all being said, I, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's maybe this is a band-aid transition and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Much mm-hmm. like the really sloppy terrible the shimmering band-aid water. transition of the of the shimmering water transition, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but w- my issue isn't just about these single this tra- this single transition or that single transition. Yeah. It's about the establishing transitions in general. Yeah, like they the approach. all the, yeah, the approach to them all feel very TV where yeah. it's just like a shot of a building and you just hear someone just saying like Spider-Man 2 was filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> um, it's it's bad. Like it's really yeah. – they're really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it bothers me every time and this is this is one of the – this is one of the bad ones and it really yeah. takes me out of it every time it happens because I'm and- like, oh man, that's – uh, Sam left way. He was a little too comfortable with second unit. It felt right, like right, right, and and then there's the other a- aspect of this too, where um, if for the most part in this film the fly by the seat of your pants approach created a miracle uh, that is hard to replicate, the yes. one place where it's most obvious is in transitions because transitions are things you have to plan mm-hmm. properly. And if mm-hmm. we started with a script that was, you know, pasted together like a ransom note and then rewritten two days before we had to shoot it, you know, dialogue-wise by um, by our octogenarian screenwriter, yes. um, you can't plan and prep adequately for, like, a nice Edgar Wrighty transition. You know, a something where the move from one scene to another scene or one emotional beat to another emotional beat helps tell the story if you can't you can't do that without prep no no i i mean i i totally understand that i just mm-hmm. um i still like it. <laughs> it yeah i don't like it. it 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 always distracts me it's not that i don't it's not that i don't understand uh the what you know what their what their issues were <laughs> um <laughs> they they definitely i mean look the the fact that this is as good as it is is like we've been saying all season a miracle mm-hmm. um but it it's still it man, the transitions are bad. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm I'm happy that the movie is just you know it just is what it is. Mm. Uh, but my God, those transitions. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they do leave us with unintentional comedy, like blank stare, Peter. Here though, I do in the context of like rewatching the minute, like a couple seconds at a time for this today. I found blank stare Peter right before Harry Butson, like weirdly hilarious. I just, 
I just like images of people staring off into the distance. Just, huh? Mm-hmm. What? And just like holding on to them a little too long. Like it almost <laughs> feels like, it almost feels like Sam didn't say action until right before Harry walked right, up. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they just dropped out all of the sound and just let it, let it play the whole yeah. time the cameras were rolling and let that play in the edit. Um, or if, if he was like, you know, James has to actually surprise you here. So, um, I'm not going to call action. Let's just roll and then just take your own cue. And then Franco just like popped in on him. But because, yeah. <laughs> because he wasn't expecting it, he's just staring, waiting for the scene to start. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's the only time that like too long. I, I generally do like it when people like let a moment breathe a little while. It only doesn't work if it, if I can see the world before they started acting happening. And I think this is like a moment like that where it's like, that is an actor waiting for the scene to start, not a character waiting in the gala after <laughs> having right. his heart ripped out. It's just, oh, yep, blank stare. Blank stare award for Peter. Harry is uh, loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not talking about his money. I'm talking about his blood alcohol content. Hey, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He... He's been, I, I mean, I guess he just finished off the rest of that bottle of champagne and then started on a couple more. I mean, I, he is like several sheets to the wind here. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how he got that drunk that quick, but he was already pretty buzzed when we saw him earlier. Just like drinking much, nonstop. I mean, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know how much time has elapsed over the course of the evening. Um, but it, I, it doesn't seem like it's I, that I much. like to imagine that he was staring at that jazz band for at least 25 minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's actually Harry's POV is the Band-Aid transition. That's just like him drunkly like staring at piano players like, I think this guy, this guy thinks he's good, huh? He thinks he's, <laughs> he thinks he's good at this, huh? And uh, just, I think this piano player has a thing for the saxophonist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to draw this out here at this fundraising gala. What is this? I, none of the signs <laughs> match. So I don't know. <laughs> There's like by the... Uh, by the the piano player, there it's something about like a like funds like benefit like, gala. Yeah, benefit benefit, benefit gala. gala. Yeah, but for other the science places... library. <laughs> oh, okay. So I thought that was like a totally separate thing in the planetarium, the science library. By by Peter's head, you can see the science library. So, so yeah, yeah okay. but you can see it's blurry. It says something above it for the science library. Oh. So I think it's a benefit gala for the science library. Okay, now now it makes sense as to why uh, why Harry would be there because he's uh, head of special projects at Oscorp. Right. Somebody needs to make an appearance. They're like, "Hey, you screwed up. Let's send you to the gala." That makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> let's make you the screw up represent uh, Oscorp at the yeah. thing. I go yeah, be donation well, per strings. You 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 coin coin pocketed money man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He just shows up to this party and gets loaded. Yeah. I, I wish having to go to a, a fancy party and get loaded was a punishment in my world. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're graded on a different scale in rich people land. Yeah. 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 Oh, what's that um, like? Yeah, I don't know. You go we, to that fancy we, party. <laughs> have we talked about, like, how... Uh, I don't know. There, I am... I am um, I'm sort of in awe of Harry's hair in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's real nice. Yeah, uh, it's it's 
It's good hair. He's it's, got a lot of hair, and it's it's good hair. I don't. It's know. wavy. <laughs> it's uh, when, it's it's real nice. Well, it's just so when much I tried to than his use, hair last time. Yeah. When I try to use product in my hair, it gets like this, and I don't like it. It gets like very wavy, and it kind of kind of goes all over the place. What? Is, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. there's. Really, there's at least a slight contingent of people that like all yelled at their, you know, podcast <laughs> right now. Because I mean, come on, like. Well, so I, here's what happens though: is uh, it'll look it'll look good for about thirty minutes, maybe an hour, but then yeah. like one curl will just get out of line. Yeah, and then it all, yeah. yeah I mean, that's that's the benefit apart. of having a hair and makeup person uh, on set. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Off, yeah, off camera, ready to to dive in between takes and fix your hair. So. Yeah, I don't yeah. have that kind of money. I don't have Oscorp no. money. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing that I think is always important to remind people when, when they're just – they watch movies and things and they're just like, God, everybody's hair looks so perfect. It's not fair. I go to a party and my hair is flat in like you know 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, but you don't have someone to step off camera to to fix your hair every every you know after every take. Yeah. Um, it's – <laughs> yeah. It's surreal to watch when it happens because, like, literally, be- before a take, you know, as we're getting everything ready, there one of the things that the AD yells out is "last looks," and then hair and makeup people come running out of the woodwork and just <laughs> surround the person, and then you know, apply some hairspray and lift it up. And I've I've seen it to the degree where they are lifting individual locks of hair and placing them behind ears, and wow. then they run away, and then we say, you know, rolling speed action, where it, it's. There is time in the schedule in every single take for somebody to make your hair perfect. And that is mm-hmm. just, that's not a human thing that any of us mortals can live up to when we're <laughs> And I will say too that like the the one recent time that that was available to me, like my, my episode of Criminal Minds, um, they only did it for one scene because the idea was once like there was a hostage situation that we would all look sweaty and weird. So they're like, yeah, if your hair gets like messed up, just keep it. So I had like three takes where people came in and fixed my hair and then nothing after that. I was like, all right. Oh, wow. I see what's what. Um, There's also, um, it, it's also, you know, going back to talking about Harry's glorious hair in this movie. Um, yeah. I, it's also one step, just like one step away from bad hair because if it was... <laughs> If it was any longer, it would like be borderline, you know, man bunnish. Yeah, yeah. Or um, but it's very, it's very mid two thousands. I will definitely say that. But it's, mm-hmm. it's still a, it's still a good look. I think. Yeah, he hasn't. I mean, he's Icarus is up there, but he hasn't quite flown too close to the sun. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like they're, right. <laughs> they're, they're not quite there yet. But this, the, the danger zone, the, yeah. the highways there. Um, how many references can I mix into one uh, example? I mean, it was the same reference. It was just out of order. Right, um, yeah, I know. Highway to the Danger Zone plus, yeah, yeah that's fine. That's um, <laughs> good. You're good. Um, um, you know who else has good hair? Daniel Gillies as John, who uh, is up mm. there. Um, but I guess oh, we won't see him until tomorrow. Never mind. No, um, yeah, that's tomorrow. But, but yeah, this is some good hair. Blank stare Peter and drunk, drunk Harry. Uh, drunk, very drunk. drunk. Strong, drunk Harry. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's he's playing a good drunk. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm always I'm always uh, you know, I always want to call out good drunk acting because mm-hmm. it's very easy to do to do Badly. to overdo it or yeah. underdo it. 
mm-hmm. um, where you're just like just slurring and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's very much about like an internal logic of Ooh, yeah being drunk. Like because when when you're drunk, you don't feel drunk. <laughs> yeah, it, it you you feel like you have a head on your shoulders and you have a mm-hmm. reason to be doing all the things that you're doing. Um, <laughs> In the moment, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. yeah, your your logic receptors are off, but there is still a mm. logic to what you're doing. It's not like, I don't know. Like, it's not it like was, you're just like acting bizarre. Yeah, you're acting bizarre. Yeah. Like the thing, it's always comes back to that thing I, I mentioned about your thoughts reading on camera. And yeah. like a drunk person's thoughts are never, I'm drunk, I'm messed up, I'm stumbly. A drunk person's <laughs> thoughts are always... I'm really, I got this, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, oh, I yeah. totally, I yeah. totally got this. Look I'm how totally sober got, I am. Yeah, I'm so sober. I am so sober. Like, that's the <laughs> attitude. And you can see it happening, I mean, here or another. Like, I always think they're really great in the world's end with this because they have, like, so many different yes. levels of drunkenness that they have. But, yeah, it's that a person doesn't look drunk on screen by, like, thinking about being drunk. They look drunk by trying so earnestly to be sober. Just like, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Slow blinks, angry I'm, face. I'm fine. I have something to say to you. You're <laughs> pissing me off. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, don't <laughs> drink responsible, kids. Uh, <laughs> don't drink responsible? No, I should have. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to, but I meant don't do this. <laughs> Instead, drink responsibly. But I did that thing. I did the Scott Pilgrim thing. We're like, you know, you have the two phrases and like the, the spinning wheel ends up halfway between them. So it's a- <laughs> that is a beautiful transition to Scott Pilgrim Minute. Brian. Oh, sorry. I yelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Scott Pilgrim Minute, it's, uh, uh, it's our new podcast that we, we just started about, what, five weeks ago? Mm. Uh, uh, well. A, a lot, lot longer. longer. Not by the time you're a here. By the time this comes yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm showing behind the curtain here. No, uh, so we've recorded up to minute ten, but we'll have record. We'll we'll have released much more by then. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. weekly podcast. It's for Patreon backers only, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's me, Scott, Gary, um, Cassandra Fredrickson, mm-hmm. and Nick Jimenez. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All all past and uh future guests of the show of yeah. this show mm-hmm. uh so yeah scott pilgrim minute it's at duelinggenre.com slash support we talk about one minute of scott pilgrim versus the world a week nice and yeah. uh it's kind of uh it's our it's our sort of chill hangout show uh you can you can tell how we record it because we progressively get more and more. Uh, 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 I don't want to say drunk. I don't think we get drunk, <laughs> but we definitely get more inebriated as uh, as the weeks go on. Uh, right. Yeah. Because by the time we get to five, like I'm two drinks in, and <laughs> anyway, one of these weeks uh, I'm going to be full on Harry here. It's going to be great. Oh man. <laughs> We'll call that, we'll call that good, hair drunk. Drunk. <laughs> good hair drunk. Good hair drunk. So that's uh, that's at duelinggenre.com slash support. Uh, go go become a Patreon member. You'll get that. You'll also get the Weekend Bugle uh, and hey. everything else the Dueling Genre uh, does for Patreon. So it's a lot of a lot of content. So go check that out. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Yeah. We have 
We have a good time on that show. So check that out. And uh, I think we will be back tomorrow with Minute 58. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.